0: Hey everyone, welcome back. Before we get into the stories, I need to give a brief warning for rape, as story number one briefly mentions it. And as always, if you want to avoid stories like that, now you know. I'll have the story labeled in the pinned comment on the timestamps if you want to avoid it. And as always, you can send all your stories to southerncannibal.com Without any more further interruptions, let's get into the stories, and remember to always stay hungry. I was around 14 at the time. I'm a female, and I was with a friend who was also 14 and female, who we'll call Sophie. For context that will be important later, I'm from the UK, so our houses are very commonly attached in rows. This was the case for our house, though. We were second from the end. There was my house and my neighbor's house attached, and then there was the road that led around to the back of the houses, and then directly next to that is a center for disabled people, kind of like a community hub type of thing. A path ran along the front of all of this, all outside the homes, and then continued past the center, it was the middle of April, a weekend, and we were both in my house, as Sophie was staying over for a sleepover, where we were getting up to whatever 14-year-olds get up to at sleepovers. Scary movies, popcorn, ghost stories, and boy talk, no doubt. We had a really lovely night, and we did this regularly. Nothing was out of the ordinary. We had decided to walk the dog that I had at the time. She was a pit bull mix. Fairly big, but definitely not the biggest the breed could get. She was a nervous dog, and she would bark at other people immediately, and she looked rather menacing, but she was really just nervous. We were out at about 9pm, just around the intermediate area, and we never really strayed that far. So after about 5 minutes of walking, we had noticed someone walking towards us with their hood over their face, and their hands in their pockets. We obviously crossed the road. Whoever this person was had made me really nervous. Sophie was also a bit sketched out, also agreeing we should cross. Another five minutes go by and we've now looped around the block a second time and we notice that the figure is now behind us. Because the walk was one big loop, we had found this strange. Now, we weren't anywhere quiet usually. This was a main road the quickest way from one side of town to the other. At 9pm, however, there was very little activity in the way of pedestrians, and very few cars as well. We were beginning to realize just how alone we were, even if we did have the dog with us. I couldn't help but feel like this was the same person we saw only minutes before. Like, obviously, right? We decided that the only thing to do would be to cross again, and then head back home. It was a giant loop, like I said, so we didn't really have to pass this creep again. My dog was constantly checking behind her and then turning around to pull us away from the person. Now, he wasn't even doing anything inherently creepy, but when you're two young girls out alone at night, the worst is immediately in your mind about what could or will happen next. We could see my house now, and we decided to just make a dash for it since we ran around the back. So that the creep wouldn't be able to tell which house was mine. We then quickly forgotten all about the figure that was trailing us. We went back to our usual sleepover antics, doing dumb 14 year old shit. We fell asleep around 5am, crashing from our sugar high and anxiety inducing dog walk. It wasn't until the next day where we knew anything had even happened. Did you girls see or hear anything last night? My mom frowned looking up from her phone. We both shook our heads, just confused. There was an attack on a woman last night, and it was practically right outside the house. My mom was not one for exaggerating, but even at this, I assumed that she meant the small path trail that was across the road that runs alongside the river. What she meant, however, well, it happened right outside the disability center building. According to a police report, A woman of unknown age was attacked in the early hours of the morning, we're talking 3 to 4 AM. We most certainly would've been awake to hear anything, a scream or commotion, but we didn't. We looked even more confused after lunch when we decided to take the dog for another less creepy walk. The crime scene had been cleared. The report had mentioned that her bag and some clothes had been left behind, so we assumed this was quite the attack. We passed the disability center, where more houses resided at. Though not quite the same as ours, these were all separate and not joined together. As we rounded the corner to see these homes, police fans and forensics teams were in full disposal hazmat gear. We then gawked. As we then passed what was a huge white tent erected at the front of these houses, there was also one or two officers just milling around, whilst the forensics did their jobs, I guess. We then hurried past, not wanting to hang around or seeming like we were being nosy. Do you think that has something to do with the attack? I asked Sophie. She looked pale, really pale. Do you think that that man was following us last night? I thought that maybe she had a point, but I reassured her that it was all just a coincidence and that that was probably not the case at all really i was just thinking that it was a coincidence i mean there's just no way we could have been in that much danger now that i'm 25 i often look back on this and i still would think happened over those few hours was probably all just a coincidence but it's still scary to think that it possibly wasn't and that we almost had the course of our lives changed forever that night that house was just a regular house i passed most days for nearly 10 years and that house never looked the same to me after that. We later found out that that woman was apparently raped. My friends and I all referred to that house as the rapist house for many years after this experience. That at least could not have been a coincidence. I'm a 30 year old male, but this happened back when I was 11 and my younger brother was nine. For a bit of background, we grew up homeless, living in our 1990 Ford F-150 with both of our parents. Now, my dad was perfectly capable of working, but he was a lazy, narcissistic piece of shit. I unfortunately didn't quite understand that yet, and he thought he was doing the best that he could, though I had realized it by the following year and from the age of 12 and beyond. I did way more to bring money and take care of my mom and my brother than he ever did. But believe it or not, he's not the main villain of this story. My mom fell into some deep depression early on in this and was numb to a lot of it. She also grew up in an abusive alcoholic household and then met my abusive alcoholic drug addict father when she was around 18 or 19. So this was all she knew and was really just conditioned to just accept it and not question what she felt to be authority. She's much better now, and she feels horribly about allowing our childhood to go on that way. Moving on to the story, my dad would go around from church to church in the area of Southern California where we did and do still live, and he would bleed them for whatever he could get, and then move on to the next one. For anyone who knows narcissists, you know how good they are at selling their fucking bullshit and stories to people and he was the best of the best. At the time, we were attending and sleeping in the parking lot of a local church, and we seemed to have befriended the pastor of the church and his family. They had two sons the same age as my brother and I, and two daughters. My family would occasionally go over to their house for dinner and to shower, and sometimes even spend the night on their living room floor. I have great intuition, and something always felt off about that pastor to me but I could never quite put my finger on it. One day, we were hanging out at a local park that was around the corner from the church. The park was otherwise eerily fucking empty. My brother and I were on the playground hanging out on the swings. My mom was sitting in the truck reading a book while my dad had gone somewhere on foot to a grocery store to steal shit, if I'm recalling correctly. All of a sudden, The pastor, who we'll call Pastor S, pulled up in his car next to the playground. An important thing to note was that the playground was a bit away from the parking lot where my mom was sitting, and there was a residential street that ran right next to the playground where my brother and I were at. This is where Pastor S pulled up in his car. He got out, and he gave us that smile that always creeped me the fuck out, which I think is one of the things that I found off about him. He came walking across the playground, and he said something along the lines of, Hey guys, guess what? You're coming over to my house to play with the boys. Alarm bells immediately went off in my head, as our parents hadn't said anything about this previously. I immediately called him out on this. He tried to tell us that he'd already talked to my dad and that everything was okay, but it still didn't feel right to me. I turned around and I looked towards the truck, where I then saw my mom getting into the car of the pastor's wife. My mom didn't have a cell phone, so I knew there was no fucking way in hell she'd been in contact with my dad. I started to discreetly tell my brother that something was wrong, but he lacked my intuition, and he was extremely gullible and trusting. He immediately bolted for the pastor's car. I tried to stop him, but it was too late. I couldn't let him go alone, so I got in with him. I knew that I was right about something being off when we got to the pastor's house and literally no one else was home. He gave us some bullshit excuse as to why the kids weren't there and he said they would be home soon. He then turned on a video game console for us and disappeared back into his bedroom, closing the door. I began creeping silently down the hallway and I would pressed my ear to the bedroom door I overheard him speaking to his wife about their plan. He had sent the kids away to their grandparents' house for the weekend, and he had planned on trying to tire me and my brother out, then get us back in the car, and tell us we were going to be taken back to our parents, hoping we'd fall asleep. He was then going to take us upstate to some sort of children's home, while his wife took my mom to some sort of women's shelter, effectively separating us both from our parents, and without either of their knowledge, mind you. I also overheard them talk about where his wife and my mom currently were at, which was some local coffee shop. I immediately ran to the kitchen, grabbed their house phone, and called the only two numbers that I knew by heart. The first call was to my dad, who had since gotten back to the park we had been at and was in a panic because we were all gone. I told him where we were and gave him a brief rundown of the situation. I then called my aunt who was one of the only family members we actually talked to, who wasn't much better off than us, and was living in a cheap motel not too far away from where my mom was with the pastor's wife. I kept my pocket knife handy, and I told my brother to be ready to run when I said to. He was confused, but I told him to just shut the fuck up and just do what I say. And yes, I did carry a knife even at that age. It wasn't the best of neighborhoods. We were homeless. And honestly, I was an angry fucking kid who had already been into more fights than I could count. The pastor came back out, and he said he was going to start making dinner, and that his kids should be home soon. I played him pretty cool, but I kept looking out the living room window. I finally saw our truck then pull up. I knocked the video game controller out of my brother's hands, yanked him to his feet, and then shouted, Let's go! Now! Let's get the hell out of here! He looked confused, but he ran with me. Pastor S tried to chase after us, but we were out the door, and my dad was already approaching the house. Pastor S stopped dead in his tracks when he then saw my dad with a baseball bat, who was also shouting something about coming back here later to fucking kill this guy. Pastor S ran back inside and slammed the door shut. By that time, my aunt had already picked my mom up, and we all met back at our motel room with her and my cousins. Maybe this pastor and his wife actually had good intentions at heart, but the way they went about it was really creepy and fucked up. He also got fired a couple of years later for cheating on his wife with some barely legal congregation member. I found that out from his wife a couple of years later when I was working at a recycling center in the same town. When she stopped in to drop off a recycling, and then apologize for the whole almost kidnapping event. As I said in the beginning, I'm now 30 years old. I now have a wife and a preteen son of my own. I work in aerospace, and I've left my past behind me. Thank you all for listening to my story, and always listen to your instincts whenever they say something's wrong. This story happened when I was 8 years old. For some context, I'm a girl, and at the time, I lived in the middle of nowhere surrounded by trees and fields in a rural area of Canada. For something to do, I would pull my doll up in a wagon and down the long driveway until I got really bored. I know it doesn't sound very exciting, but I had a busy imagination, and I never had issues while playing outside alone. As I always thought of my own town as being safe, and it was easy to become distracted with my dolls and become oblivious to all of the vehicles passing by as I played. I continued walking down the driveway reaching my house, then turning around again and walking up the driveway until I reached the end, meeting the road. As I stood there adjusting my doll, I could see a car slowly approaching. The car slowed down until it reached a complete stop and was now idling next to me. The car was now half parked in the driveway and half parked on the road. Being a friendly town, I approached the passenger side window, which was already rolled down. I could see that there was a man inside, who appeared to be alone and claiming to be lost. He had asked me for directions to the city closest to us, but remember, I'm eight years old and I have no clue on how to get to much of anywhere. I told the man that I wasn't sure, but I knew that he was at least driving in the right direction. The man, sounding very kind and understanding, had then asked if he got out of the car and showed me a map, if I would be able to show him directions. I told him I didn't know how to read a map, but maybe my parents could help. He declined on speaking to my parents, though and instead insisting that I try my best to show him directions myself using his map. I thought that something felt off about this, and I decided to tell the man that I was going to go get my parents, and then proceeded to run towards the house. As I turned to look back though, I could then see the man driving away. Thinking again that something felt off, I had told my parents what happened. My parents were very worried about this reminding me of stranger danger, and they then told me I was only to play in the driveway close to the house, and to always come straight inside if this happens again. Skipping to a few weeks later, I remember being outside and thinking of that same man. I remember him looking older than my parents, and I was wondering why he would think that an eight-year-old child would know how to read a map if, in fact, he didn't even know how. I remember thinking he was being very pushy, yet kind, which came off as weird. Being so young, I didn't think much more of it as I again became distracted with my doll and wagon and again, I was so oblivious to any of the vehicles passing by. I remember that I was facing away from the road and I was playing just outside of my house when I had heard a voice. Hey there. I turned around to be faced with the same man now parking the driveway and walking towards me. I wondered how I didn't hear him pull in the driveway, or how I didn't hear him get out of his car. While still walking towards me, he then says, ''Where's your parents?'' I then pointed towards the big window, which was right between me and the man. He then stopped walking, and then said, ''They're home?'' Sounding unsure, he then continued with, ''So, they're sitting in the room with the big window?'' I remember then telling him something along the lines of yes, that they were there for sure in the room with the big window, and that soon they would probably hear us and then come out. The man looked panicked, and he didn't say another word. He then turned around and walked very quickly to his car. When the strange man had pulled out of the driveway, I remember being told to come inside and then tell my parents if anyone stopped again. So I did just that. I was then told that I was no longer allowed to play outside alone anymore without an adult. Thankfully however, I never did see that same man again. All I know is when I became much older, something made me think of this story again. As an adult, I now realize that this man's intentions couldn't have been good, and I'm just so glad I'm here to tell the story.